That's Retro Fandango. That's Retro Fandango. When it's Android over iPhone, and you can keep your stupid amiibo and always bashing on Nintendo. But that's Retro Fandango. That's Retro Fandango. Thanks, Retro Fandango. Well, okay. I know you. I know you. You'll just start talking. You'll just start the show without any sort of intro or anything like that. I already gave away the gold. What's the gold? You weren't even here. Did all well, my best bits already. Did you did you uh, drop ass? Well, I, I started without you. <laughs> uh, I was just watching uh, Hodge rip me off. <laughs> the Blu-ray updates. Part two of his uh, Blu-ray collection. <laughs> Way to go, Hodge. Oh, it's good. I, I encourage it. I want to see more people doing it. You want to see my Blu-ray collection? I have a feeling uh, it's a big fat zero. I have two. Do you? I do. And you have a Blu-ray have... player? Yeah. I've had a Blu-ray player for a long time. I just don't mm. use it. What two movies do you own? <sighs> okay, I had to remind myself the first one. <laughs> <laughs> a few years back, I was given a copy of A Christmas Story on Blu-ray. Oh, I only have that on DVD. Oh, same? Yeah, keep up. And uh, I bought Predator. Very nice. No, nope. I don't. I couldn't tell you the amount of times I have purchased Predator, and now it's out in 4K, and I'm thinking of buying it again. Is there anything wrong with the one you have? No, nope. but uh, the 4K one's supposed to be very well done. I have. I'll pick it up when it goes on sale. I can grab it for mm. 10, 15 bucks. I think it's worth it. Mm. For the amount of time we watch Predator. <laughs> Well, I suppose that's true. That's that's one of those movies you just have to get on whatever the latest platform is. Even though it. the latest platform now is just minor little tweaks and little... Oh, look, it's, it's slightly sharper. Yeah, well, yeah. It's not a big leap, as big of a leap, I say, from VHS to DVD. Or right. DVD right. to uh, Blu-ray. But you do get some sweet, sweet extras. Oh, uh, in there. Who are they going to interview now? The guy who shook the tree as the predator walked by? <laughs> no, I mean, like, uh, in terms of audio, like the audio quality is a nice big bump. The mm -hmm. But you need, the thing is, you need a receiver to decode the, the audio. So, oh, yeah, go buy more stuff. Well, I already have one. So, thankfully, mm. I'm covered. And you need the player. The player needs to be able to uh, play the Dolby Atmos. And I got that. So, I'm all mm -hmm. covered. I got it all. All right. It's like wow. you were born to, to buy Blu-rays. But I tell you, man, like I was watching that Mad Max uh, Fury Road, and I'd yeah. been watching like I probably watched about, I don't know, 20 or so Blu-rays. And then Mad Max Fury Road's the first 4K I threw on in a while, and it was like, boom. I noticed that difference big time. It's, it's, so, it's sharper. It's very sharp uh, image. Which some people actually might not like. You might like a softer image because it looks more film-like, you know? That's Yes. I'm doing the Mad Max uh, uh, gif. Oh, me too, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. It, it looked really sharp. And that audio is just 
booming. I had actually scaled down my my audio setup from a 7.1 because it was just too much because my room is a little bit smaller uh, to a 5.1. And now I kind of wish I had a, a bigger room to do the 7.1 to experience it all. But eh, whatever. It's all good. I am not a fan of the super sharp image. It looks too smooth and and it the speed gets thrown off. I'm I'm accustomed to that classic film speed where where things kind of blur and, and it moves at a certain pace. Well, it's still it's still 24 frames. It's not 60 frames. You know, it's oh. if it, if you go bump up to that, then you definitely get that soap opera look. So they still keep it at 24 frames for that reason. Okay. But just the image itself is is sharper. You know, it's not like you know, like I don't know if you know. Because <laughs> you, I don't know if you've ever seen a 4K TV, but when you put 1080p into the 4K, it just it looks a little blurry. You know, you notice the, and you really notice it with the with the movies. But anyways, anyways, I'm happy with what I got. If you're happy with what you got, then don't worry about it. Just stick with what you got. Different strokes to rule the world. That's right. To rule the world, to move the world. How's that Different, song go? I don't know. I don't even know what song you're quoting. Different strokes. Theme song. Different, Different strokes. strokes to move. Oh, the the theme song. Yeah, to I guess. Move so. the world, world or to rule the world. I think it's to move the world. Yeah. I don't think anyone was trying to rule the world on different strokes. Oh, uh, Mr. Drummond was. You think so? Oh yeah. Hmm. I think people need more different strokes in their in their life right now. Need to settle down and watch that show. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Talking about life, <laughs> yeah, real life. That's a deep topic for this you show. Know. Oh my goodness! So much craziness you know, happening. You know, we've um, we've talked before about when it's uh, good to reboot a movie. Yes. Like, what are the right conditions? You, know, you 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 don't reboot a movie when it's when it's a successful movie. You take something that was a a good idea. But it just wasn't executed all that well. So, like, can we reboot a country? <laughs> <laughs> is it possible to just say, uh, "Hey, you know what? Let's just start." The, from I, the ideas are good. Uh, you look through, you look back through history. It wasn't done all that well. You know, I, I just have a feeling that you'd end up in the same situation again because it doesn't seem to matter how clear you are in the language that you use. When you say something, when you say like, yeah, it's okay for people to have guns, uh, you know, as long as they form a militia and it's done for the right reasons. And they'll still look into it and say, no, everyone can carry missile launchers, man. Like, that's what they're saying, man. That's what, you know, so they'll always interpret it and mess things up and screw things up. But I tell you, oh. man, this with this police brutality thing, there's got to be something like in their training that they're telling these officers to do mm -hmm. because it doesn't make any sense. Like if it was just a few departments that had this problem, well then, you know, those are your bad apples, but it's every department that seems to have this issue. Every mm -hmm. single one from coast to coast has the exact same issue. And that is that they don't listen, man. Like if anything that these videos show is that, the cops go into these situations and they're not listening to anybody, what anyone's saying. They're going in like as if it's a SWAT, you know, they, they're going yeah. into a house, arrest everybody, drag them outside and we'll figure it out later. 
you know, and that's not what you do in a riot situation, you know, or or a demonstration. Demonstration. Riot is one thing. I could yeah. see cops needing to be a bit aggressive. Um, you don't know what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, demonstrations. Uh, I don't know. I there are so many clips and videos and and tellings of you know this happened and that happened and some of it you don't know all right is this all 100 percent true if it is it's shockingly disturbing yeah well i mean i i retweeted this uh one video this week where uh these shop owners stopped some looters uh they, they uh, decided yeah. to stay in at their uh, residence at their at their uh, operation their shop and there were some looters that were trying to break in and that. So they stopped them. They were started flagging the, the cops down. Hey, come on over here. Come on and help us. And there happened to be a TV crew there. Well, mm -hmm. I, I, it was just a camera and a reporter. And uh, they, flag, they flag the cops. The cops make a circle, come back around. And uh, they show up and they, and they just arrest the, the, the shopkeepers. And it didn't matter what the shopkeeper said. Didn't matter what the camera crew said. Didn't matter what the reporter said. Didn't matter what anyone said. They were just in there and they were not listening at all. No, it's, it's bizarre because she was, I saw the clip and she's, you know, the camera, um, the, the reporter is saying over and over, you know, they're the owners, they're the owners, they're the owners. Why are you handcuffing them? And the cop after, you know, a minute or so is like, oh, don't worry, we're handcuffing them. It's like, yeah, <laughs> did, like did, did you hear anything that was nothing, going on? Nothing. And the other disturbing moment of that is the only time that they try to get some information out of anybody, they ask the white lady. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's it's really sad. Really sad. And, uh, you know, I, I imagine you saw the, the one where they pushed down the, the old guy, the 79-year-old, yep. and he hits his head oh, on, the, on the concrete. And the one guy, and the one cop tried to bend down and, and help him right away. And they were like, no, you keep moving on. Keep moving on. Don't even, like, don't even acknowledge that whatever just happened. And then they tried to claim that the guy just fell down. And the video shows that he was clearly pushed. You know, it just, at, you know, day after day, something else keeps happening. And it just yeah. keeps making them look worse and worse. But there has to be something where they train these officers to read a situation. You know, sure, you have your training. Sure, you have, you know, procedure and what you're supposed to follow and that. But not everything, not every situation requires that procedure and you have to be able to read the situation and adapt to what's yeah. going on and they don't seem to possess that ability it seems like a lot of police officers just have an inferiority complex uh compared to the military so when something like this goes down they all want to seem like yeah we're doing our part we're, we're gonna... these are uh american citizens you know yeah. <laughs> you're supposed to be there to to assist yeah. and and protect yeah I'll tell you the one video that got me the most was uh, there. There was like a, a handful, maybe maybe a half a dozen people uh, doing a protest in Texas, and I, I believe the majority of the uh, protesters, if not all of them, were white. And then uh, another gentleman uh, comes up with a chainsaw, and and is uh, complaining like, "Why are you trying to help black people?" He used a different term. But he was uh, complaining about, um, like, why, why are you why are you doing this? Why are you helping them? Go home, knock it off. I got a chainsaw. I'm going to cut you up. Um, and I'm, I'm watching, thinking, like, why why is he so upset about people just trying to help other people? And it 
and you know it clicks is because he knows like many other people do that white privilege is a real thing and he is terrified if it's going to be taken away yeah because all of a sudden if that little ace up your sleeve goes away you suddenly have to start working just as hard as everybody else you can't get by with that you know inborn safety net it's, it's sad, just uh, it's it's shocking how much yeah. money does canada have can can you buy the ip to america and just just reboot it Listen, we have our problems here, too. We are not uh, perfect by any stretch of the imagination. We have our nasty history. Um, I just want to say hello to Eric in the chat. You tuned in at a great, great moment. Um, you know, We're going to talk about the Sega Master System soon. Don't worry. Yeah, it's coming up. Uh, go, Govelius. Um, I, uh, yeah, like, we, like we've had our issues with uh, the indigenous people. Um, you know, we tried to, you know, indoctrinate them and all that. You know, it's the whole Christian thing and all that. And you got to leave behind all your beliefs and put mm -hmm. them in schools and dress them a certain way. We have a whole messy history that's actually, you know, it ha it comes about every once in a while where they start shutting down railroads here and that. Um, yeah, so we have our problems too. We're not we're not perfect, but uh we definitely dodged a bullet with the uh, slavery thing. <laughs> we didn't uh we took care of that right off the bat. We didn't uh, have a civil war over it. So mm -hmm. that's one um thing that's in our favor, but yeah, we we have the same problems here and uh things could easily go down that road here too. So there are a lot of uh um, demonstrations going on in Canada? All of them have been peaceful so far. I actually saw some rumors today that people were really concerned that there was uh, some nefarious uh, people this afternoon that were spotted in Toronto that might use some of the demonstrations as an excuse to uh, riot. But um, yeah, so far it's been okay. We did, when we did have, like in the past, we had the stupid like I don't I this is the one thing I don't understand when your sports team wins a championship and you go oh, yeah. and you you riot that Absolutely flip a few cars over. Yeah. Montreal is pretty We bad did it. Montreal Montreal is Look really, what we did. Yeah. Montreal is like like really bad for that. It's it's sad. It's sad to see um and then Toronto you know they've they've had their issues. It was actually kind of amazing like last year when the when the Raptors won and they, they went and they had this parade and it was just a, it was a clusterfuck. Like it was not organized uh, properly and it was a complete mess. And somehow we got through that without any sort of major craziness. There was a little bit of craziness, but nothing major. And then a few years ago, Vancouver went nuts. I, I maybe 10, 15 years ago, they had big riots there when bank their the Canucks, the Vancouver Canucks lost. At least they lost, so you can kind of understand. Uh, no, I, I can't understand uh, these sports they were riots at all. Well, you can understand that they were upset. That's all I mean. I can understand that they were upset. Yeah. But the yeah. rioting thing, no, that doesn't make any sense. The, the team that you like watching, they did not win. Yeah. Let me go flip over some cars and set fire to the to the community. I, I don't get it. Sports but it, people are nuts. It is really incredible, though, how long, like, it's been 10, 11 days now 
um, that this has been going on, like the demonstrations and that have been going on. It's like people just have had enough. They are just done with this completely. Well, it's it's justified. Yeah. Uh, this demonstration, the riots are one thing. That is, there are people who are are sending the wrong message, people who are just following on the heels of what other people started and they are confusing the message and they are making it worse for everybody. Um, the demonstration aspect of it is completely justified and necessary. And it, it has potential to be bigger than, you know, the, the, I have a dream speech if it's done properly and the right people, uh, come to the forefront. Um, it, it, it's an old topic. It, nothing has changed, you know, well, in, in how many years? See, isn't that part of the problem, though, is that they've done the peaceful thing for so long and it's gotten them nowhere. Like Black Lives Matter, that they tried to get that thing traction and it was just yeah. seen as a joke. Oh, no, all lives matter. And like you, you don't understand the nuance between, you know. Like if you like the way I look at it with Black Lives Matter is you got a town, right? You got a whole little town and there's a house that's on fire. Does it make sense to go around and wet every house in your town? Hey, we're got to protect everybody. No, maybe you should take care of the house that's on fire. You know, sure, it's a good idea to wet all the homes before a fire starts. But once it starts and it's there, you got to put that one out, you know. So that's that's how I look at Black Lives Matter for Forget your all lives matter. But, you know, they tried that. They tried to occupy Wall Street. They tried the peaceful mm -hmm. stuff for so long, you know, and people just had it. They had it, you know. I'll tell you, it's it's not the rules and regulations. It's the mentality of a certain group. And it, it's uh, it's a white people problem. That, that's, you know, a lot of the things that come up. It's people are afraid of losing that privilege yeah. that they they feel like we earned it because hundreds of years ago some other people fought for independence and and you know there are just uh we are their descendants we're the ones that earned it so we we get it first and yeah well you have a a small group of people in the united states that just control everything you know they own yeah. everything and they all they do is take. They don't give anything. They just keep take, take, take. They take everything. Mm -hmm. Nothing's given. And that I think that's where people have just had it. Like, it's not just uh, George Floyd. It is like all, you know, the injustices that have been done to uh, to black people. It is, you know, just like, and the, the whole COVID thing, COVID-19. And it just shows the discrepancy uh, that you have between the haves and the have-nots. People just had it. They had it. And you know what? Like even in Star Trek, you know, they ended up in that utopian society, but they had to go through World War III to get there, mm. you know. And it happened around this time in Star Trek uh, in Star Trek timeline. So who knows? We might be headed there. Might be headed to another civil war in the United States. Who knows? It's wild. wild. Did you ever read Animal Farm? Yep. Two legs good. Four legs bad. Yeah. All pigs are. No, what is it? All animals are equal. Some yeah. are more equal than others. Yeah. George Orwell, man. George Orwell is ahead of his time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyways, it's got to get worse before it gets better. And I think Transition it will get time. All right. Uh, 
Quick Save Club is playing Anti Chamber. CC Prime is playing Gears of War. RF Gen is playing Cannon Spike on the Dreamcast. And CC Portable. CC Portable. Um, I don't know what I'm allowed to say. I have inside information. Yeah, explain this. Portable. I was trying to find a you know statement somewhere. I don't think there has been a statement officially yet. I don't think his episode has been up, but um, I guess I'll say that this month CC Portable is playing CC Portable Mania, which means that you could play any any portable game, any handheld game. Just play whatever. Play whatever. Um yeah, they can just play whatever. And then the rest I'll have to tell you after the podcast. Okay. I'll tell you after. Because I don't know if I'm allowed to scoop. I don't know if I'm allowed to go in and and scoop. Oh, Chris tweeted this morning? Okay, thanks, Eric. Okay. Uh, CC Portable's done. <laughs> Eric, <laughs> 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 ah, it's good to get that off my chest. Uh, yeah, Curtis doesn't want to do it anymore. He's, he's uh, giving it up. We actually, I actually talked to him back in March, I think. And uh, I was telling him how, like, he, he, he was just like, I, I'm kind of getting burnt out and I want to do other things. And I was telling him how we were in the QuickSave Club going to go every two months, you know. So I said, why not just maybe do a game every two months or maybe even every three months? You know, you do a game every, like, four times a year or something like that, you know. Spread it out so you don't, you don't wait, feel wait, compelled. Wait, wait, wait. Did he really, did he really tweet about this? The the post says this is the first and last cartridge club portable mania no he says. meant the mania part oh okay well sorry <laughs> out there now i can't edit it out we live stream anyways yeah he's done so there you go listen to that episode it was good <laughs> that ended, ended <laughs> i'm blaming uh, eric he told me that uh he tweeted it this morning so there you go Oh, but boy. Uh, thanks, Eric. Yeah, way to go, Eric. Oh, he's joking. Okay, good. Okay, don't confuse us, man. We're not. Uh, we can't hear the nuance in your voice, uh, with the uh, with the typing and all that. Okay, we're all good. Hey, how do you, you got how do you see what's being said? I don't see anything from Eric. You gotta there. you you go into on the side. It says comments. So there's I a private chat. Private chat and oh, okay, comments. live comments. Look at that. There you go. Um, It's the first time we had anyone commenting on the live stream. Actually, we had Stephen in here. But I guess Richard didn't care enough to read Stephen's. I didn't know what to to click on over here. JK, you knew what that meant, huh? Joke. I'm cool. I'm up on the lingo. Okay. Anyways, I I got some extra information for you. But I'll save that for after the podcast. All I'll say, Ooh. all I will say, is that apparently we have inspired the beginning of yet another podcast. Oh boy! Possibly, possibly. I'll, uh, yep. Give myself one of them. Huh? Well, if if the show is good, <laughs> if we listen to it good, <laughs> we. If it sucks, then we had nothing to do with it. You know, that's that's how Trump does it, right? Take the credit for everything that's oh, yeah. good. Anything bad. Oh man. Oh, I not to go back a step here. Let's go back. Let's it is it. gonna be disgustingly uncomfortable 
if uh, if the movement does move forward in a in a positive way, how Trump is going to attempt to take credit for it? Oh, from his and you know he will, and you know he will. Did you see that uh, that CNN clip of uh, there? Like Trump was asked his opinion on on uh, the movement and you know what's going on with uh, uh, racism and, and injustice in America. And all of his answers go to completely different topics. Oh, yeah. And the, the, the reporter out, there right? is just like, he, he's speechless. He doesn't know what to say about, you know, <laughs> it was like, th- th- this is what's going on. Th- this is reality. <laughs> it's word salad, man. Anyone could do it. It doesn't take a lot of brain power. <sighs> ask me a question. I'll give you word salad. Just ask me a question. Anything at all. Uh, which favorite uh, Sega Master System game? Let me tell you. The Sega Master System is the greatest console ever made. It is fantastic. And what we're going to do is going to be even better than the Sega Master System. Sega Master System was great, but what we have is going to be even better than that machine. And people are going to love it. They're all going to want it. It's going. The sales are going to be incredible. People are going to go out of their way. You're going to want to line up now to get yourself in line for a pre-order for this machine because it is going to be so fantastic that i mean people are just going to go crazy for it and everybody's saying it everybody's saying it i can go on but that's that's pretty much what he does and he never answers the question and eric wants a plug for his shirts because he's selling sega master system shirts oh we should have had eric on in this episode should have came in Anyways, um, I noticed that you started um, you started advertising the show before it happened with all the I did that today and everything. Yeah. I did that today. I, I was sitting there and I was like, oh, man, I got to set this thing up. I forgot. I'm forgetting to set this thing up. And when I did, I said, you know what? I'll just tweet it out. See what happens. I should do it a lot earlier. Days and days in advance, but I, I don't care that much. Uh, Film Dango. This month, we're doing 70s Jack Nicholson. Uh, we're doing the last detail, five easy pieces, and one flew over the cuckoo's nest. I haven't put those movies yet in the folder because I'm waiting to uh, go back to work because I was off this week. And when I go in on Monday, that'll be off the first again. Thing. Yeah, for just this week. Uh, and then, uh, then my vacation. They forced me to. Well, forced. They really encouraged me to take some vacation time, even though nobody wants to take vacation right now because you can't go do anything. They're like, no, you really need to take vacation. Uh, all right, fine. So uh, in a few few weeks from now, I'll be on vacation. I just found out they're going to start letting all the students back in. Yeah. Yeah. So I you know, can go sit in a box with a bunch of people. Things are getting way too comfortable, man. I, I could see it's going to be – it's going to – it's if, if COVID is what they say it is, it's going to spike because you got all these – you got the protesters out there, and they got to be spreading it, no matter what. You know, mm. all the masks in the world, and then everybody's going back to 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 the stores. They can't leave the broken toys alone at Valley Village. They got to go there and pick up vinyl records, and they don't even have a turntable. They're not even going to use them. You know, they, people just feel compelled to go do these things. And meanwhile, Sarah and I look at each other and like, should we go out? No, we really shouldn't. We should just stay here. I mean, we don't need to go out. So we do some online shopping, get it out of our system, and then you know, we're good. Where in the world are you going to find like a quality T-shirt online? I don't know. 
if only someone made a quality t-shirt like with like a sega master system logo on it or something that would mm. be that'd be awesome maybe someone will throw a link in the chat and uh we can uh we can plug it hmm. maybe all right you anyways. know I, I totally forgot that you sent me that star wars movie what star wars movie Oh, See? that's right. <laughs> Did you watch it? Rogue One? That's right. Did you watch it? No, I completely forgot. You just mentioned the film Dango folder. I was like, oh, right. That's right. I, for I forgot I put it in there. So, yeah, you're supposed to watch it at some point. Right. So we can talk about it, I guess. You, you did see it, right? A long time ago. Okay. Like, when it first came on Netflix. I don't know how many years ago. And stuff I didn't goes on Netflix. I thought uh, all the Disney stuff goes to the Disney thing. Oh, years that's, ago. That's how long ago this was. And there is still, I, I don't know about in the States, but here in Canada, there is still some Disney stuff that's lingering on Netflix, probably because the rights haven't run out or whatever. I, there um, are a couple of the Marvel movies. Yeah. Like Iron Man or, yeah. or something. Yeah. Oh, speaking, speaking of Netflix, Kung Fu Hustle is on our Netflix here in Canada. Yeah, it's on. It's online. Okay. Well, it just just came to here in Canada, so I'll I'll think about watching it. Why you hated the uh, soccer one? We'll talk. We'll talk about that in a minute. Let me get this done. Uh, next month in July, we'll be we're doing Josh and Curtis's Treehouse. They have picked two movies for us to watch. We're not sure who picked what, uh, but one of the movies is called Attack the Block, and the other one is called It Follows. And the leftovers from the movies that they chosen, there was Defender, Dope, Eighth Grade, The Lobster, Midsommar, and Wet Hot American Summer. If you go over to our Discord, you can vote for one of those movies to be the third movie in July's Film Dango. Right now, as we speak, on June 6th, D-Day, uh, Eighth Grade is in first place. Eighth Grade is leading the charge. Also, it's not... Uh chosen it's not chosen yet okay. nothing set in stone yet but so far eighth grade has a lead i don't know when it's going to run out so you better go do it now okay um but yeah let's talk about these things and then we'll, we'll i'll talk about uh shallon soccer in the movie talk talk about what things we're talking about you, you put in a couple things in here we got four against darkness Oh, okay. You want me to talk about my stuff, the awesome yeah. stuff? Okay. Sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, Four Against Darkness. That's um, that pen and paper uh, dungeon game where you, you, you create your party. You pick out like four characters like, well, I'm going to be a barbarian. I'm going to be a dwarf. Barbarian's going to have a, an axe. The wizard can cast fireball. Stuff like yes. that. Yes. And then you... Um, you get some dice. Dice. You know. Does it have to be that twenty-sided dice, or can it just be like uh, the regular dice? dice? What okay. what we call D six, because it's a six-sided die. Yeah. There's also like D twenty, twenty-sided die. But this is a simple game, just regular dice, and um, you roll dice, and it randomly generates a room. And then you find out what's inside the room. Could be treasure, could be monsters, could be a trap or puzzle. And then you uh, you you wander along. 
and you draw everything out. Look at this. Eric Eric gets to see. Well, and anyone watching later that. gets oh, to see. Yeah, look at that. See, you get like little uh, dungeon maps and things like that going on. Did you draw that? No, you didn't. I did. That, that looks look awesome. That. Isn't that cool? You yeah. used a ruler, though. I, this is graph paper. Okay. <clears throat> That's the rule. You get it. You get a copy of the rule book. Um, you get some graph paper, pencil, eraser, a couple of dice. You're good to play. And it's really fun. It's really, really fun. My first adventure, I I had a barbarian turn to stone. And then we battled a giant spider. Nice. Great. So do you make up the map before you start? Nope. Or you, it's as it's you all random. You have no idea what you're getting into. So, okay. So you start on square one. You roll the dice. You go to square two. How do you know what happens? What, like... Okay, um, in the in the instruction manuals, uh, it has stuff like this. Okay, where they they give you an idea of what the room looks like. Oh, I see. So you get up there and you roll two dice. So let's say you roll um, any combination of dice. You decide which one's going to be your tens and which one's your ones. So if I mm -hmm. roll a uh, what is it sixty one, then I look. Map 61 is like, okay, that's what it's supposed to look like. And I draw it, and it has a certain number of doors or a hallway. It can be a room or a corridor, which has an effect on uh, battle and stuff because corridors are tighter. So only two characters can be up front. And then, you know, they will be the ones attacking and receiving damage, or the ones in the back, they can't quite hit over their friends. And then you just link room to room and then you roll and see like okay in this room there's um there are some rats so you kill some rats and then other times you might find a dragon you know pick up uh stuff you find along the way you find better weapons you find potions you find magic scrolls this is just like playing cool. any like uh dungeon crawler video game so it's fun what happens, like, do the enemies scale or something like that to your, like, how, how, like, you're only at level one, right, at the beginning of the game? Can you accidentally right. run into a level 30 dragon on your first roll? Yes. The uh -huh. second mission that I did, I went through maybe about six rooms or so, and we were in this narrow corridor. All my characters were level one, and I roll... Uh, it's like, oh, what's in here? Oh, monster. Okay, roll on this table. What kind of monsters are going to be? Dragon. This is like the most powerful thing in the game. And I was like, I, I haven't found any items. I haven't leveled up yet. Like, I haven't done anything uh, significant in this campaign. And now I'm fighting a dragon. So I was like, all right, here goes. And it, pretty quickly, my elf, my wizard both died. I had two characters left. I was like, forget this. We're running. We decided to run out. But uh, the wizard was the one carrying the lantern. And somebody has to carry a lantern in this. And I couldn't stop to pick it up because I was running from a dragon. So without the lantern, the remaining two characters were at like minus two for all their roles for attack and defense. And on the way out, we were running to the exit. We got uh, attacked by some vampire bats, oh my God. and they they destroyed my dwarf. Oh. And then the rogue, which is kind of she limped out of there, just a failure of a mission. That's too much. It happens. Pressure. Too yeah. much pressure. Yeah. 
story-wise though it's it's working out nice because i can attach a little narrative to it like in the first campaign i had four characters and one was turned to stone and then uh, the other three got out the, the next adventure i decided to go four new characters and only one survived so like i can have them meet up and then they could continue on so i i, I write a little narrative very short synopsis of like what was the setup the one i'm doing now i decided to mess around with it because the way the game works is you're supposed to pick an entrance point and you go in and the goal is basically just to fight the main um, monster that's in there. I thought, you know what, I can, I can play around with this because these rules are very flexible and they're very approachable. So I, I made a scenario where I'm starting in the center of the, the dungeon. I had a scenario where some, some people were taken captive and they were being forced to mine and then there was a an accident, there was a cave-in, so their captors were killed, and they were able to take their weapons, and now they're just trying to find their way out. So they're starting in the center, but with very little, uh, very few supplies, and they're trying to make their way to an exit. And so far it's going okay. I just did um, run across some hobgoblins. Hmm. My, uh, my two warriors took some damage, but they survived. You're making me want to play an RPG on the computer. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Sounds fun. That's a weird thing. I've never been able to get into RPGs, uh, uh, video game wise, yeah. those turn based things. It, yeah. it always seems That's so exactly boring to me. Are, but it's exactly what I'm doing. And mm. I think because I really enjoy the just drawing the map yeah. and, you know, having this little thing. And that's the best part. When you're done, you have the map and you can look through it and I can remember the story of how they went through and who they fought. I like it. And well, it's a Eric, single player experience. Which well, is Eric great. complimented your maps. He said they were very nice. Oh, and thank you. Mrs. Q Dog says graph paper is serious business. Oh, it totally is. Yeah. I'm, it's actually not graph paper that I'm using. It's it's a, a Japanese notebook, and characters are traditionally oh, kept in little like boxes. So, but it's right. it's less busy than graph paper because they're not solid lines, but you still get the little indications of squares. So. Easy on the eyes. Very nice. Mm -hmm. Okay. Dude, is there a character like uh, that you painted a little miniature? That's for this game. No. Your... No. Okay. No, you can use them as like visual markers. I did see a, a video online of someone who had like uh, dungeon tiles and things, and he was kind of visually displaying it as he would go through. Yeah. But no, I, I just keep this pen and paper. I do have I do have my little miniatures from other game. Like here you go. I did not paint this. This is a store bought um, figure, but I did make a little base for it. That looks good. It's it's actually like a Final Fantasy thing. I don't know. Eric wants to know like if you're a... using uh, quad rules. Frig is that? What are you <laughs> talking <know>. about? <laughs> this is your game. I, I have no idea. I know there's the, is quad that the hexagon? Root. No, quad would be four, right? Quad four. So maybe four, like something can attack you any from any. Four I, I, I'm pretty sure this is more of a graph paper question. Okay, I don't know what quad rules are. I don't know what that means. I always wanted to play that Star Trek hexagon game. Star was it Starfleet Battles? And they did come up with a PC version of it, but it was very, it was all like real time. It wasn't like you know you move square i don't know there, there are a couple of <clears throat> i was surprised there are so many different like tabletop games that unless you're into that 
you know, subgenre of of uh, gaming, you'd never hear about this stuff. There's like a Batman one where you get little miniatures and you can, uh, you know, play some sort of Batman campaign or Star yeah. Wars ones. It's all this this stuff. Yeah, we used to play a magic game or a game that was like magic, but it was uh, uh, based on the movie The Crow. <laughs> you remember that? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Did you get a little Ernie know. Hudson character? Yeah, there was Ernie Hudson, and then all the because the Crow's a comic book too, right? Um, it's based on some uh, what was that? Uh, Dark Horse, Dark Horse, comics? Dark Horse comics. Yeah, it's one of those. Uh, I don't know. That okay. movie was like I had there was such hype behind that. I kept hearing people was like the Crow, the Crow. It's great, my favorite movie. And watch that. It's like movie's weird. I haven't seen it in forever. I remember liking it when I was a kid, but there, or when I was a teenager in the nineties, but there's a, quite a few movies that I remember liking back that, then. You know, life. that's the best way to sum it up. This is something that a teenager in the nineties would like. Yeah, probably. I mean, I tried watching, um, airheads. Yeah. I think maybe I talked about it last week, but yeah, it wasn't, wasn't as good as I remembered. It was like some, uh, heavy metal stoner comedy or something. So these guys go in and I guess we're doing movie talk now. These guys go in and uh, break into a, a radio station. They want their demo tape uh, played. And that's it. This sounds, I, I'm remembering the trailer. Who's in yeah. that? Brendan Fraser. Steve okay. Buscemi. And your, your guy, your boy, Adam Sandler. Ooh. Yeah. And then uh, there's a bunch of other people that have bits parts in it um geez that guy that i think the guy that plays fat tony on the simpsons that does the voice mm -hmm. i can't remember his name montoya or something like that i don't know he's in it he plays uh the the, the role was offered to howard stern back in the day and he plays that part and it's, it's weird because he's kind of doing this weird sort of howard stern impression um chris farley's in it as a cop ernie hudson's in it <laughs> and uh, Harold Ramis is in it as well. Ooh. Yeah, very a small cameo, but it's not it's not great. It's not very good. But I say that, and then I watched uh, Hodge's uh, part one of his DVD Blu-ray collection video, and he has Airheads, and he said it was great. So, hmm. Stephen wants truck? to know what's a truck. I have no idea what he's talking about. I it's you think Stephen. Um, is this from one of your movies? No, I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about. You think Steven, like... Do you think he does a wacky tobacco? Do you think he's... Nah. Oh, okay. That would he's take just... away from the uh, the toy fund. That's true. All right. Okay. Let's uh, circle back here because I want to know why... I think Steven's a straight out. I don't think Steven drinks. I... Yeah, I think... Yeah, you're actually right. I think he just likes to be different. Um, why do you want everyone to know that GameCubes have batteries? Ah, uh, fun fact. I just okay. found that out yesterday. Is that for the clock? The uh, yeah. clock? Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't know. It's <laughs> 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 like, oh, that's, oh, that's neat. Good. That's great. And I, I had the, uh, the outline open at the time, so I was like, all right, sure. <laughs> I'm glad we interrupted movie talk for that. Well, a few uh, a few weeks back, you know that um, 
Oh, see, it's perfect. Uh, Mrs. Q. Oh, that's again. Fat Tony. And, uh, okay, and Steven are here. It, it, uh, my wife was seeing commercials for that Animal Crossing game that everybody's playing. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, this looks kind of fun. You think uh, maybe I should get that? Maybe we should try that out. I'm like, no, nah, you're not going to buy a Switch and, and buy this game and, and sit down and play it. You're going to play for five minutes, and then you're going to be done. It's like, no, oh, it looks kind of fun. Like, you know, we played that like 20 years ago on the GameCube. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh, yeah, do we still have that? Yeah, all right. So I, I pulled it out and I set it up. And, you know, this is like a couple of days later that she said it. I was like, yeah, here it is if you want to try it out. And she starts playing it. And she's like, yeah, I remember this. It was fun. She played it for like half an hour. And then she's done. I was like, okay, so you want me to keep this set up? She's like, no, nah, I'm done. I'm good. I'm like, yeah, I told you. You're not going to sit down and play that. My wife plays games like once every 10 years. And then mm. that, that's it. It holds her. But my kids saw her playing it. And they're like, oh, that looks like fun. So they wanted to mess around with it. And then um, every couple of days, they'd turn it on. And then we realized that the clock was all over the place. It's like, oh, okay, I forgot to set it on the system. Set that. And like, no, it's off again. I just reset it. And now it's like two years in the future in the game. What's going on here? Mm. Apparently, GameCubes have batteries for their clock. Hmm. So I got to switch it up. Is it an easy uh, switch? You got to desolder and resolder. You gotta, it, it's an easy um, enough battery to find, but um, it, it, it's not difficult. It's just mm. basic. Like, doo -doo -doo -doo. I'll sell my GameCube. <laughs> I'm done with that thing. Someone can have it. Instead of, uh, it's got Beautiful Joe on there. I mean, you can yeah. play that on PlayStation. I got Beautiful Joe 1 and 2 and the Star Wars Rogue Squadron. But you know what? Emulation is so good now. I can just go well. If, honestly, if you want to play a um, Star Wars game, just play that uh, those Battlefront games. Yeah, that's that's good too. Uh, they were like, that, that. I could from what I experienced that uh, that uh, defeats the Rogue Squadron games. Yeah, yeah. Although, can you fight a? You could fight classic stuff like the the original three movies, right? In Battlefront one and two, like you can fly like a, an X wing in that because I remember a large parts of the game was like episode. Yeah, it does the Clone three. Wars. Yeah, it does that, but you can do the um, the classic Star Wars stuff. Can you take down a Star Destroyer? It's been so long since I played it. Yeah, you um, you have a couple different ships to choose from. You you jump into your X wing or your A wing or your 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 uh, Y wing or whatever. You go out, and then to take down a star destroyer, you can you can blow the uh, the weapons, you know, along the surface. Uh, they're like the shield generators. You can yeah. start attacking those, or you can fly into the hangar and, yeah, and then go sabotage. Right, right, right. Core. Yeah. The only but thing I is, like... you don't you don't get like a satisfying mm. like boom. Yeah, when that's what done. I like. Just in... kind of like oh, mission complete. Congratulations. Right. That's what I liked in in Rogue Squadron. You take all those things out and you take the bridge out and all that and then hmm. you know that's good oh, i'm sure it's not fine. eric uh, uh reminds me that uh the gamecube has metroid prime but my metroid prime is uh, on the wii now i got that collection on the wii so if i go back and play it i'll probably play it on that and you know it'd probably be updated again for the switch or something silly at some point hmm. i just noticed the other day on amazon i still have my 
because remember for a hot minute when I owned a switch and they announced when I when I had a switch, they announced uh, Metroid Prime 4. So I actually pre-ordered it. Um, and that's still in there. And I don't have a switch anymore. But the pre-order is the game the price is set at $67, which here in Canada, new games are $90. Well, they're $80, they're $90 after tax. So I kind of just want to keep that in there in case I for some reason do buy a switch and I'll still have that original price locked in there unless they change the price. Whatever. Anyways. Who needs games? Yeah. Once We're you 47 get minutes free, in. Once you get enough free games, games on the computer. But you see that deal that they have right now for those indie games? On the, they're doing oh, this. Oh, the uh, like $3,000 worth of games? Yeah, so. for five bucks. That thing is crazy. There's only like four games I might have heard of in the whole thing, and I own three of them. But. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a uh, that's a charity. Yeah. Buy, yeah. So. And you, can, you don't get the games on Steam. That doesn't carry over to Steam. It's you gotta go to the, have this Twitch IO thing or itch IO thing or something. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, mm-hmm. I haven't even talked about movies yet. Okay, so I wanted to talk talk to you about uh, Wheels on Meals. I, I uh, watched it. I got my Blu-ray player. If you might have uh, seen, oh uh, yes, channel. I did see the uh, the posting there. I got my region free, or I should say, multi-regional Blu-ray player. It's not really region free. You still have to switch between regions. Got to reset the console and switch between between regions if you want to play on different uh want to play a disc from a different region which is fine it works out it works really fine so the first movie i popped in was wheels on meals and i loved it i thought it was great it was funny um it's cheesy as all heck but uh, so cheesy's fine um again could we jump to your point you're saying that they're uh maybe a alternative dubs exist right so you were saying that it might have been a dub thing and i think that is the case the version i watched they redubbed the whole movie because i think there was a problem with the dubbing and it translating to different areas of the world so i watched the 2006 dub and uh, and it plus it was mixed in 5.1 sound and uh yeah it was i don't know it was delightful it was it was funny the, the uh, yeah, I, I don't landing. doubt it. Uh, years ago, um, actually, the when I when I started to oh goodbye, Melissa. Um, Bye, Melissa. Years ago, when I when I first found out about um, Shaolin Soccer, uh, it was through this. Um, what, what do you call it? In in the mall, it's not a store. It's just one of those little booths. Like in the center, um, and and there was one kiosk. Thank you. Uh, so we had like the movie store, which was overpriced and very expensive, and then there's a little kiosk that just sold uh, kung fu movies, all the stuff that you'd be into. Um, but they were like super cheap. They're all bootlegs, and yeah. uh, you know, the guys probably printed them out right before he comes to work in the morning, right? And uh, I bought one off there. I think it was Shaolin Soccer that I bought off of there. And I was watching it, and the the subtitles, like some of it made no sense, and other times they were just complete typos or or misspellings or bad punctuation. Like this was a, a not a quality product. So I imagine that a lot of those videos were 
you know, exist in different forms. You have the legitimate release. You've got the ones that were just pushed out in a hurry. You got the ones that are being uh, made, uh, you know, secondhand or whatever, all the bootleg stuff. So I imagine, yeah, there probably are multiple versions of subtitles. And that's the benefit of uh, foreign films is you can basically rewrite the story as much as you want which I imagine is, is what they do nowadays when like Hollywood movies go overseas, you just change it to whatever is appropriate for that region. You know, maybe whatever humor works better, whatever dialogue or, or story or synopsis, whatever works better. But uh, yeah, the version of wheels on meals that I watched, it was just dull. It, it was completely dull. Well, that could very well be, the problem was that it, uh, it it was it was the translation. Um, so I was watching um, another uh, person that I inspired to make uh, Blu-ray slash DVD collection videos is uh, Old Ass Retro Gamer, also known as Chris, mm-hmm. Old Ass. Uh, and Old Ass was saying that he has uh, Sholin Soccer in his collection. But he has the DVD version. And the reason why he's holding on to the DVD version and not getting the Blu-ray version, because the only version you can get on Blu-ray is uh, one that the Weinstein Company had purchased for distribution in North America. Mm-hmm. And apparently they changed uh, a few things, including the dubbing and some of the dialogue and all that. And apparently it ruined the movie. Huh. And that is the version I watched. That I had no idea there were two different versions because I remember cringing when I saw Weinstein, Weinstein's name come up on, in the credits, right? <laughs> so I, I, I'm going to have to try to find this original version of the movie and uh, give it a second shot. Steven is also leaving, but he says he has the Chinese bootleg of it. Okay, maybe that's, that's what it is. Maybe it's a Chinese bootleg or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, that's supposed to be the better version, the version of the movie to watch. Huh. Uh, it, I mean, for Wheels on Meals, I can kind of understand because the movie does have a lot of uh, talking moments where, where not a lot's happening. It's just based on the back and forth dialogue. And if it's entertaining and witty, you stay with it. And if it's dull and just repetitive, then you can easily get taken out of the movie. With um, Shaolin Soccer, though, it's it's very much a visual movie. So I don't I don't know if you were not interested in all of the physical comedy and stuff that you were seeing. Do you think a translation is going to make it all that much better? Well, there was there was a lot of it that wasn't making much sense. Like uh, th- that girl that he he meets and she has like some sort of weird superpower mm-hmm. or something. Like none of it like was explained or anything like that like they it it just kind of felt like as if it was wedged in there there wasn't any sort of i don't know it's just all of a sudden she has this weird power and if you have this weird power why are you making donuts for this lady or i i don't know the whole thing none of it was like sinking in like i don't know like none of it was so i don't know i'm i'm hoping that that's that's the case i am going to give kung fu hustle a a shot first on because uh, it's on netflix right now so it's just easy and convenient to watch so i'm gonna give that a shot and if i enjoy that i'm gonna try to find this uh, chinese bootleg 
of uh, Shaolin Soccer. Yeah. I'll just say that I enjoy Shaolin Soccer way more than Kung Fu Hustle. I, yeah. But Kung Fu the, Hustle is okay, but I, I... If you don't like Kung Fu Hustle, you still might like Shaolin Soccer. Okay. I, All right. To, or I, I really don't care. I'll give, I'll give, I'll give them both. I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, you know, like it, it, that could be, that could be it. I don't know. Whatever it is, it's got to be better than what I watched. What did you watch? Last time we talked, we, we went on about the Batmobile. Yes. Which, uh, I also sent you that link to, um, the, the photos of the new Batmobile model, you know, kind of a chunky version of, of the car. Yes. It looks very blocky. It looks very squared. But if it's a model, who knows? I, I still think the original photo there looks pretty cool. Um, but we were talking about Batmobiles, so I thought, well, maybe I should revisit one of those old Batman movies because you know I've seen the first two a number of times, but that Batman Forever. Now I remember seeing that back in the in the '90s when it came out. Haven't seen it since. And then watching the car, I was like, oh, well, yeah. I've heard some people defend this movie, saying that Val Kilmer was a really good Bruce Wayne and stuff like that. Pop that in, gave it a watch. Wow, is that bad? Yeah. It, it's unbelievably bad, even for a 90s action movie. Now, that one, that one's Batman Forever, right? Batman Forever with uh, Two-Face and the Riddler. Right, yeah. Tommy Lee Jones and yeah. Jim Carrey. Yeah. Very empty. Very forgettable in terms of enjoyment factor. Um, I was surprised, though. There are a lot of moments, especially with Jim Carrey, that are kind of... I don't know if they're iconic or whatever, but it's like there are so many lines of Jim Carrey's that really stand out and they're very memorable. Maybe they were just all over the place when, when the movie was coming out in the trailer, probably the trailers and stuff, but it's like movements and things like, yeah, I haven't seen this movie in so long, but I remember this. I yeah. remember him saying that and exactly yeah. how he says it. That's uh, th sorry to interrupt, but that's how I felt with the X-Men movie, X-Men one and two. Um, because there were scenes like, oh, I remember that, like Wolverine doing a pose or whatever. I'm like, gee, how come I remember that? But I don't remember these other things. And then the trailers, of course, are attached to Blu-ray. So I checked out the trailers. So I'm like, oh, these were all in the trailer. And I probably saw them about 50 times on TV. Uh, Steven just watched it too. It, it's bad, so flat, underdeveloped characters, bad dialogue, awesome. stiff performances, um, that hokey attempt at camp while still trying to use that then new darker style. Um, ooh, it was bad. But I remember Batman and Robin being even worse. And that's one, that's one that I've seen. I didn't see when it came out. I only saw that like within the past 10 years or so. I can't imagine going back and trying to watch that if it's worse than what I just sat through. Yeah, Granted, I did watch awful. it over a series of nights and I was doing other things while I had it on. But I was so hyped for Batman Forever. It looked so good in the trailers. I was a huge fan of Jim Carrey. You know, I loved Ace Ventura and Dumb and Dumber. 
And I thought he would be the perfect uh, Riddler. Just like that's just perfect casting, right? Uh, Fred Gorshin had, you know, Frank the last Frank, whatever Frank Frankie baby <laughs> had the, uh, uh, you know, just the, I, I could just see Jim Carrey doing a, a a great imitation of that and just coming off really well. The trailers looked. I think I I stayed away from the trailers from for the most part for that movie because. I was interested in seeing it, right? So anytime I was interested in seeing a movie, like I remember watching the trailers for it was really Wayne's World, and then when I went to this to see the movie, I was I was really disappointed that I knew like so much stuff that was already happening because I had consumed so much of it beforehand mm-hmm. that it kind of ruined the movie for me a little bit. Um, so I stayed away from a lot of it, and then I, that was the only movie where I almost walked out of the theater, but I was with other people that were that didn't care and just wanted to watch the movie. So mm-hmm. and they were my ride home. <laughs> so <laughs> like, okay. But I mean, I remember just, it, it was just so bad. And I, that was the only time I've ever seen it. It was in the nineties in the theater. I've never seen it uh, since maybe like two minutes on TV or something, but watched it that one time. I remember, yeah. I remember, I think it was that movie too, where it was, it was like Batman and Robin. Like the whole thing was like, is Robin going to stay with Batman? Is Robin going to like be? Are they going to be a team? Are they going to be the duo? And it's like everybody knows this already. Like we know Batman and Robin get together. Like the movie that's we... called Batman and Robin. Well, <laughs> well, that was the sequel, right? This one was Batman Forever, right? Batman getting, Forever. Yeah. yeah, I keep getting the titles. Next oh, time. you're talking about this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's... then and then the one with the uh, Batman and Robin, the one with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, I didn't. I saw that on a. Uh, my roommate's 14 inch uh, TV. They, she got it because uh, she was working at a rental store. So she would just come home with whatever, uh, like she would come home on a Thursday night with the rent, like before it got hit the shelves on the Friday night. So we got to see like the rentals like, early. Yeah. Like a whole day early. And she came in with that. And I'm like, Oh man, this is not going to be good times. And it was not good. Yeah. And hello, Bill, in the in the comments. We're tearing uh, apart the uh, Batman Forever. Batman Forever. Don't worry. And Batman and Robin. So I can't good. imagine you defending this one. If he does, you lose cred, man. I, I there's no defending. Like, like you said, like it'd be one thing if it was just camp, but they try to hold on to that darkness too, and it's none of it works. No. Bill Schumacher is a hack. Like, just I, I heard he and Val Kilmer did not get along on set. And that's why uh, Kilmer only did the one movie. Um, But he really looks like he just does not care. Yeah. Everything is so flat. Yeah. I like they say Clooney ruined Batman, but it was ruined way before that. Way before that. Oh, yeah. And, 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 you know, what are you going to do? You just do what the director tells you. You only got so much input. Yeah. uh, Bad premise. Like uh, Patrick Stewart. That's pretty much what he does. Because, and I have the evidence because I just finished watching, uh, rewatching X Men: The Last Stand, aka X Men Three. Ooh, yeah, that movie makes no sense whatsoever. So there's something really wrong with the whole X Men um, continuity. Like they just don't seem to care too much about it at all. Um, because there's things that happen in X Men: The Last Stand that just kind of go nowhere like i don't know what the like that's well they switched directors so yeah, you got somebody brett, else's vision brett ratner yeah that one 
I don't um, know. And again, it's like the the whole thing again just becomes, hey, Wolverine has to learn how to be a team player. Is the moral of the movie again? Um, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, that was really wedged in there very awkwardly. Um, it, it's that's awkward. Then you got the whole like anti mutant serum. Okay, um, so so yeah, got, so let's let's rewind. So the first two movies happen, right? And uh, a spoiler alert for these movies: if you haven't seen the X Men movies, I don't know what's wrong with you, um, because they're a bajillion years old. Um, so, uh, Jean Grey dies at the end of the second movie, and right. there's a bit of a love, love triangle between her and Cyclops and Wolverine. Mm. All, all three of them want to get together. Not Wolverine and Cyclops, but the other two. The, those two want to get together with Jean Grey, um, and she loves Cyclops. She also loves Wolverine. Well, but, she know, doesn't she, love Wolverine. She's got like a passion she's got a thing she got a little like uh curiosity going mm, i think it's more than curiosity by the time nothing ever the... happens between them oh uh, yes it does yeah. oh yes yes the sheets are definitely ruffled big time and wolverine is absolutely in love with Jean gray he's a kind of he is infatuated That's right true, yes. right uh but no she she does like if 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 scott wasn't in the picture she definitely would be with logan um so at the beginning of this movie, Jean Grey, like, because she dies at the at the end of the second one in some flood thing with the with she the sacrifices herself, she so sacrifices herself. She's underneath the water, so she's underneath the water, and she sends out a signal to Professor X. Professor X catches a signal and says, "Scott, you go over to the, the lake." Well, not all, not me, who got the message. I don't go over there. Scott, you go over there to the lake and find out what's mm-hmm. going on. So uh, he heads over to the lake, and uh, she just kills kills him. It, yeah, off dead. screen. Yeah, you don't even see what happens. Just you're dead. No, I was like, well, that was that was because uh, Brian Singer had left to go do that Superman Returns movie. And, that awful thing, yes. And um, James Marsden, who played Cyclops, went with him. He played uh, Lois Lane's husband. Oh, <laughs> he's always the third wheel. <laughs> so, yeah, he left the project. He was still contractually obligated to be in the third X-Men movie. I see. But they basically just threw him in there to do his obligation. That's why he never gets a costume. He's never, like, in character. He doesn't really do anything. Hmm. It's just, all right, let me have a couple scenes, and then I'm out of here. Wow. Okay. So the movie, you know, had some troubles Okay, and uh, Bill is saying it looks like they ran out of uh, budget midway through. I don't know if they had. Maybe it was very. It was a very expensive movie. I did watch some of the. Uh, I, I do like to check, like especially with bad movies. It's fun to check out the extras on the Blu-ray to see like how full of shit all the actors are when they're promote. Because a lot of it is promotion for the movie, and that is like, oh, this is the greatest thing. It's the greatest. I story. think this is the best one that we've done yet. You know, we have done so many of these, but this one, this is the one that's going to really reach a lot of people. We got so, and the message that they have, or their character has some sort of message. It's all horseshit. <laughs> Anyways, um, what the what the heck was I talking about? Um, I know it was also a. Um, they also had to bump up Halle Berry's performance because she was becoming a much bigger star than uh, when the movies started. Yeah. So she had to get more screen time. They had to do more with Storm, which you know 
she's a good character so they should do something with her but by then it was like you got the the patrick stewart and the uh the professor x and magneto thing you get the wolverine thing you get the gene gray thing it's like they're building up all these characters but they don't have time for all of it and it's just oh just cram it all in there throw a sentinel in there too let's get that out there for people well it was it was the most expensive movie like they did spend a lot of money and to this day x-men 3 x-men the last stand is the x-men movie that has made the most money <laughs> well after x2 you yeah of course you want to yeah. go see it. it's just like batman forever i'm sure that made a lot of money yeah i suppose so um so there was that so the the so there's this serum that can cure mutants of their powers mm-hmm um which you know all the mutants are dead set against and that causes this friction between humanity and and the mutants and everybody wants is gonna gonna fight uh, at no point does anyone ask is this is this a permanent thing is it temporary is it permanent no one thinks to ask that until the end when you see magneto sitting there and he moves a, a chess piece without touching it Ooh. Yeah. um and I, the the thing that kind of bothered me too was like so Anna Paquin's rogue, and she has her ability is if she touches somebody, she can absorb their power, uh, but it, it leaves the other mutant dead or their skin starts to dry. They get really bad dry skin or they're dead. I don't know which. Hmm. Um, but um, this is a good thing for her, you know, like for right. some of the mutants out there. This is actually a pretty good thing like so why can't this mute this serum be for the mutants who want it and the serum not be for the mutants who don't want it like i i i didn't it was that. not a very good idea yeah and then there's so many characters that are just introduced in this movie that are just there for like one specific purpose and then they're not used again trailer or- shots that and like there would be like so like there was the guy there was one guy who could create a uh, hundred of himself so like when you see him you think there's a hundred people there but there's really only the one guy and he and so the mutants the bad mutants go and uh, take off they go somewhere and uh, this uh, American satellite tracks them all and sees the, all these mutants and like oh there's the mutants that's them all and when they get there it's that one guy and that's all he's there for it's just that one thing you know so that the other ones can get away. There's that guy that's got like porcupine spikes. Yeah, Bill just mentioned him. Hedgehog mutant. Yeah, that was like the... Yeah, it was awful. He, Bill is right. He says it was the worst character ever. It was terrible. They did nothing with him. Like absolutely nothing. And he had the they worst... It, it reminded me of that uh, Family Guy episode where they all have mutant powers and Meg's mutant powers that she her nails can grow. Like her nails just come out like a, a few inches and she could scratch you. Meanwhile, like the other ones have like, you know, telekinesis and all that stuff. Anyways. Um, and then the Jean Grey thing was just very disappointing. Like you're waiting for this whole thing where they got the feet. She turns into the Phoenix and uh, you're waiting for like a big send off and that. And she just like is moody throughout the whole thing and just stands in the background while all the other characters run around and she doesn't really do too much. It's kind of, it sucked. It was a terrible movie. Um, but Professor X dies in this movie. Jean Grey kills Professor X. <laughs> that was the thing that threw me the most. At the end of the movie, it's like, okay, Cyclops dead. Uh, Professor X is dead. Jean Grey's dead. 
What were they planning on doing with the rest of this franchise? I don't know, but I've been watching the movies that follow it, and Professor X keeps popping up in all the other movies. I don't know. Like, I thought this guy is dead. He's like, the next movie. Oh, there he is. Oh, I had a question about that years ago, and and Curtis said, like, they they fixed it in one of the – they rebooted the timeline or something. Maybe I haven't got to that movie yet because I watched – so let me tell you. I watched X-Men Origins Wolverine. And he pop. I think he pops up in. No, he doesn't pop in that one. No, he's not in that one. Uh, then I watched uh, X Men First Class mm-hmm. with and, the young young Xavier and young. Man, yeah, those you know, are the right? the young guys. And then I watched the Wolverine. That's the ninja, the Wolverine one. Okay. And at the end of that movie, Professor X shows up and he's in the wheelchair, and Magneto is there as well. And they're like, Wolverine, you have to come with us because something crazy is about to happen. So maybe that's the build up to the next movie. But at no point so far have they explained like how he is still alive. How he's well, still alive. Well, I around. guess that's your cliffhanger, like, whoa, what's going right. on? Here? I guess so. So maybe I'll find out in the next one. There is no permadeath in comic books. No, I, I understand that. I just want an explanation on, on how he's how he's still around. Alive. But yeah, I'm pretty sure they they yeah, he had like weird little cameos in the other movies. Like I remember he had that's right. Well, he was in Origins because Wolverine like saves a bunch of them and I, I don't know. And then Professor in in X-Men First Class, that's the one that takes place back in time. And Professor Young Professor X and Young Magneto go to recruit Wolverine. And Wolverine in the movie, just tells him to fuck off. Like that's those that's his language, which is a pretty funny scene. You know, he just like looks him fuck off, and uh, they go. But it makes no sense. Like why? Because in the first X Men movie, he meets them for the first time. It's like does Professor X not remember going to track the guy with the claws out in Canada, trying to in- bring him into the fold, kind of thing. I haven't uh, seen any of those. Yeah, have you seen uh, Origins, Wolverine Origins? I've seen parts of it. Yeah, it's um, not. That one's not. I, I know it's terrible. I remember seeing that. Um, their the studio's first attempt at Deadpool. Oh yeah, that was and... that was really... now. I will say Ryan Reynolds at the at the beginning before they turn him into Deadpool, he's just Wade. And he's a Wade guy, Wilson, guy yeah. right? And he's got two swords and that. And he's doing the quips and stuff like that. And it's a precursor to what you would see him do later in the Deadpool movies. And that's, that's actually pretty good. Well, yeah, Um, apparently he, he told them flat out, like what you're doing with this character is completely wrong. And people are going to, uh, you know, complain, Uh, you know, he was a big fan of the character. So he always wanted to do it the way he eventually got to do it. Um, So good for him. So Bill says the epilogue of X-Men three has his conscience transferring. Yeah, there is a shot of somebody in a hospital bed. You don't really see who it is. And Professor X voice says something to the nurse. And I didn't understand what any of that was. And I figured, well, that's him coming back to life or something. It's, it's the it's she, a vague thing that you can interpret into a couple of different things. So mm-hmm. they have options to do whatever they want to do in the sequel. I guess they like completely obliterated his arms. Like I get it. Like I mean, like look at Star Trek Three, right? They brought Spock back. You know, Spock died in two. He comes back in three. But there's an explanation. The whole Genesis planet. He's a little boy. All that stuff. You know. Remember. Yeah, exactly. As hokey as it is, 
there's at least an explanation. In this, they don't even bother to explain it. it just happens. Ah. Anyways, X Men First Class was fun. That was that was a good movie. I I there's a little there's a few things in it that's kind of like Kevin Bacon is the the villain. And Kevin one, Bacon, really? Yeah, and he plays uh, Sebastian Shaw. And uh, uh, Sabretooth. No, no, he's the guy. He can hold. He can like if you throw a missile at him, he can harness the missile's power and he can hold oh, it. Victor in his Creed. Hand. What am I thinking? That was another weird thing too. Sabretooth is in the first movie, complete played by a completely different actor and then in origins they had lib schreiber play uh uh wolverine play cyber saber but he's like buddies with wolverine like they're like best friends and they're brothers or something and then but in that first movie i know wolverine gets his memory erased which is kind of stupid but i don't know i don't know anyways uh first class was was good um, even though there was a few hokey things. So, uh, you know, like, he, so Kevin Bacon's the villain, but he just, like, he wants to take over the world. You, you don't really understand his motivation. He's just kind of a bad guy. But uh, I like, like, they give Magneto, like, this uh, revenge thing. Like, he really wants revenge because the Nazis uh, uh, killed his uh, mom. This is in the first few minutes of the movie, so I'm not spoiling anything. Uh, in the first few minutes, like, he, the Nazis kill his mom, so he's, like, out for, like, revenge. Like, he just hates He's got the hate for Sebastian Shaw because he was part of the Nazi uh, group. So he's uh, chasing after him. So that was kind of fun. Oh, um, can I, I quickly say one positive thing about X3? Yeah. The only thing I remember that I liked in there is um, when when Magneto is like recruiting new evil mutants or something. Uh, I remember, I, I think it was the mutant hedgehog guy. He's, who's like, hey, where's your mark? Don't you have a tattoo of like mm. your... That? And he holds up his uh, his numbers from being in the concentration camp. And he's like, I've already been marked. No yeah. ink will ever touch my skin again. Yeah. I thought that was a nice Magneto moment. Yeah. It stunk that he was hanging out with a bunch of mutant teenagers trying to get them to help him. But I, I will say, like, Ian McClellan was probably the, the best Magneto in that movie. Like, he, he had, like, some really good moments. And he was really focused on, like, what he was doing. Like, he did... And, the whole scene where he raises the um, uh, Golden Gate Bridge and moves it over. That was like really, it didn't look too cheesy. You know, it did like they could have really screwed that up with the CG. That looked pretty good. Um, but that was really like, you know, you're really trying to find something to enjoy with that movie. I mean, I didn't like hate it. I wasn't like, it just so much of it is just poorly written. You know, it's just, this is really bad writing. No, a good good example is in X two. You know, it was kind of a silly scene, but when he escapes the prison with the uh, the fine bits of metal, yeah, you know, he's got the balls like going all over. Kind of silly with him flying out, but yeah, that was cool. Yeah, it's it was very cool. It was done really well. Yeah, pulled it off. Too bad, man. It's too bad because they build up so much. Oh yeah, and then so Beast is in X Men three. He's Kelsey Grammer. Frazier is in in X Men three. Um, and then in this first class movie, Beast is there, but like they don't, I don't know, he's like friends with them, like he's best. Like, this is like the weird thing. Like, in the first class, uh, Mystique and Professor X grow up together, they're like brother and sister, it, like they adopt her. And in the, in the previous movies, it's like they don't even know each other, you know? Yeah, I guess they, they just threw whatever because Beast appears in. 
X-Men 2 also. They have right, in the him background, as, right? There's a, when Mystique is in the bar with the, the security guy up on the monitor, there's an interview with Dr. Hank McCoy, who is still human. Oh, okay. And the actor who played him in that scene was actually the actor who did the voice of Beast in the 90s cartoon. Oh. And then they bring him in in the third movie, and now he's the blue beast, and he's (laughs) someone else. And then I guess you go back in time, and he was blue beast before then. So I don't know. Yeah, I I I thought he could change back and forth. I thought he could he could change to that blue thing or or human. That's what I remembered. But obviously, that was not the case. They did that with um, the thing in the comics for a while. He had a ring. He had a magic instead of just being the thing all the time. He had some ring where he'd say, "Oh, really?" He had some stupid line too, like uh, "thing ring, do your thing." And he, was oh like, my god, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's no good because that's uh, part of his character that I like is that he he got he like the he got the crappy deal right, yeah. like you know, uh, Invisible Woman's still hot. Reed Richards is distinguished. Uh, Johnny Flame or whatever Johnny Flame Storm. On. That's that's his name, um, you know. He's got the cool, and then you know things stuck as this big orange ugly thing. Mm-hmm. It's good. You can relate to that. I mean, ugly people can relate to that. <laughs> uh, okay, and then I watched uh, the Wolverine, the Wolverine, and th- this movie just seems like as if they had Hugh Jackman, and they're like, okay, we got to make a movie, and they didn't want to like interfere too much with the other prequel franchise they didn't want to dick around with it too much so they like, oh, let's just send him to japan and he fights ninjas so that's, well, that's it's probably cool. a smarter idea to make it a little one-off rather than try to tie together all these different uh, films that don't seem to be connected all that well yeah and they wrapped up his relationship with gene gray really nicely which is something that Cy- poor cyclops should have had even though i don't like him and i want to punch him in the face poor cyclops man he got the real Broad deal, but um, yeah, that was that was that was a pretty good movie. Except the ending left me confused. But maybe I gotta watch X Men. What's the next one? Days of Future Past or something? I gotta watch that one next. I just haven't got there yet. Okay, that's it. I could talk about more movies, but we, we've we're at an hour twenty, so we're just Let's talking just about up. old bad comic book comic movies. book movies yeah. yeah that's pretty much this whole episode right that oh i did Batman start movie. i did start watching the new season of uh trailer park boys the animated one. Oh yeah it's all right yeah all right. that's how i felt yeah. yeah it seems like they are uh trying to use Leahy less yeah I, I think they had to. I don't know. Well, it makes sense. I mean, you got to phase them out at some point, but you know, you just, I think they used them quite a bit in the the first uh, season of that. But yeah, yeah. Slow it down. Well, it was all. Um, that's right. I, okay, it's coming back to me. It was all clips from the show. Yeah, they just yeah. take clips, yeah, it, which was really a quite clever way to do it. Yeah. Um, but so I imagine you, it's extremely difficult to okay, so, try to find all the, uh, so let's explain for people who don't understand what we're talking about. So J- Jim Leahy is a character in trailer park boys and the actor who played Jim Leahy passed away. 
um, before they started this animated series. And so a way to still have the character in uh, the, the animated series is that they made him basically an imaginary friend for Randy. Uh, anytime Randy gets in trouble or whatever, he channels Mr. Leahy. And Mr. Leahy appears, only Randy can see him, and he's it, it's just clips from the past show that they splice together into mm -hmm. a really bizarre conversation between the well, two. Well, it works with his character because he yeah. was a drunk, drunk and he'd always be talking gibberish. And that's right. kind of what it sounds like. Yeah. And Randy would always pick up things and think, oh, this is what Mr. Leahy means kind of thing. So it does work on some level, but yeah. Yeah. Bill just finished watching it too. Um, yeah, so thanks for spoiling yes. the animated series for him. I didn't spoil anything. I set, I set up a premise for him in, in the animated <laughs> series. So he finished watching the regular series and he's ready to watch the animated series. How did it's that like, happen? How did I watch this before Bill? I don't know. I thought that was like part of your Canadian culture, but he's got to watch. I don't know. I was surprised uh, when he started watching again that he wasn't uh, up to date. So I don't know. I've been up to date. I've been it does. Up. It does make me um, want to go back and watch the earlier stuff though. Cause the, the anime series, it's, 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 it's fine. It, yeah. It felt a little flat when I started watching it again. Like, uh, they're just, you know, going through the motions. Uh, there's that reference. There's that reference. But then you know, I got a couple of good laughs out of me too. And they got they had a few episodes where they were able to do stuff that would never be able to happen in the show. Yeah, I, I like when they keep it fairly grounded. That yeah. one episode uh, in the, the yeah the ocean. Yeah. Uh, oh, the that, that no, the they ocean. went further than that. Oh, and that's right. They they go to right. They go to space. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those, those might be some spoilers for Bill. I don't know. Whatever. Okay, that's it. Uh, we are done. Uh, follow Retro Fandango on Twitter at Retro underscore Fandango. And uh, go check out our Discord. Vote for the for the third movie. We've got Defender, Dope, Eighth Grade, The Lobster, Midsommar, and Wet Hot American Summer. If you don't want Eighth Grade to win, you better get in there. Because eighth grade is running away with it right now. Get a boner with Retro Fandango. That's it. Anything else? Anything else you'd like to say? No. I'm I'm gonna find out what treasure I got because I, I defeated some hobgoblins right before we started recording. <laughs> My warrior uh, slew three of them which caused a morale check because there were five and when their numbers are reduced to less than half then they got a roll to see if they're going to continue uh, fighting or if they're going to run away and they ran away so now I get to uh, pick up the treasure that they dropped I just could would be like coins to... could be something uh, really impressive I, I'm, I'm excited for you I can't I can't wait for you to, mm. to experience that. Uh, I just want to let all our Discord friends know that uh, right now someone in the comments is trying to uh, skirt past the Discord rule and uh, is trying to get their vote in through the comments, uh, and it's not going to happen. It's not happening. You have to go to Discord. No, I accept Discord. it. I, nope. I am. Nope. Discord I am. or nothing. It's That's not it. everyone uses this Discord thing you speak of. Not everyone is here in this uh, chat, so... Discord. That's it. We're here to, to promote Discord. Nope. Had the, some good conversations there. 
this week, actually. I would like to promote diversity and uh, let people choose the platform they like. We we have been diverse and uh, we have put the water on the other homes already. We've done the, we've done that. And now uh, Discord is the one that's on fire and we got to take care of uh, that. We're mm. taking care of Discord uh, yeah. right now. It doesn't count if you're the one who sets it on fire. Okay. Uh, you can't create people... <laughs> your own problem. <laughs> uh, people want me to watch Barry on H- HBO. That was the big thing in Discord. Everyone's uh, saying Barry is great. And another show, Bored to Death. Haven't seen that one. I recommend people watch The Jinx. That's a good HBO. If you have the HBO. Nobody needs Discord, Bill. Nobody. Look, Discord does stuff a little different, and it's easier to have a conversation with people on on there. You can leave messages, basically, for people, uh, for everyone to join into the chat. It's a different platform, and you can do things a little differently. There, you know what I can do? Here. I can go to Twitter right now. Look at this. I'm going into my uh, messages here. Search for people and groups. STC pod. There you go. Look at that. I'm having a conversation with my friend Bill on the Twitters right now. No Discord. If, if why, Then why are we on YouTube? If we if we should just stick to uh, Twitter, why are we I have no YouTube? idea why we're on YouTube. <laughs> why why are we doing this right now? Why are we streaming right now? Why are we on Podbean? Why do we do that? Why don't we just stick to Twitter? Why don't we just post the audio onto Twitter? Yeah, seriously. Why do we do other yeah. things? Yeah, why are we trying all this? Oh, <laughs> You're yeah, asking the same question I am. All right. Freaking Fox, freaking Archie Bunker and Fred Sanford wrapped up in one ball right there. It's a nice That's, sandwich. That's my guy. I've been watching Sanford and Son too. Oh yeah, I know you, you picked up uh, like the complete series a little yeah. while ago. We're on season three right now. We watch at least two, three episodes a day. It's so good, so fun. Mm. Some of the stuff hasn't aged too well. There's a little bit of uh, gay, gay. Uh, well, it is a product uh, of the uh, times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it it uh, definitely uh, sparked conversation. That, that's that was the goal, right? Of yeah. things like Sanford and Son and, and um, All in the Family, just commenting on society, right? And it's usually Fred Sanford, who's the old, out of touch guy. Yeah, that's that's the joke mm-hmm. for the most part. Well, yeah, Stephen loves Twitter too. Sure, Twitter's great. Use Twitter. Yeah. We promote Twitter on here, but it's not the end all and be all. That's all I need. Gets the uh, job done. It doesn't. That's the point. Job That's done. the point. We can't do everything on Twitter. There's some things that Discord does. That's better. It's good. It's all good. It's all good. Okay. That's it, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. There you go.